Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncie Mavasser and broadcasting live from Schlerko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number 1 Since the cessation of fighting began on Friday, November 24, 39 Israeli women and children were released from Hamas captivity. Plus, 24 more hostages were negotiated out of captivity as part of external deals, including mostly Thai nationals working or studying in Israel, as well as a Philippines national and a Russian with dual citizenship. Following the October 7th massacres led by Hamas, hundreds of Israelis were abducted, more than 40 of whom were taken by other terrorist organizations within Gaza, leaving it much more difficult for Israel to ascertain their location and to negotiate their release with Hamas. As part of the deal, 117 Palestinian prisoners were exchanged at a ratio of one hostage to three prisoners. Now a provision of the agreement could allow its renewal to release daily around 10 hostages from the grips of Hamas in exchange for 30 Palestinian prisoners. In Israel, opposition to the release of the prisoners is coming to the fore as two victims of Palestinian terrorism have requested that the teenager who shot them multiple times be removed from the list of Palestinian prisoners who could potentially be released in the framework of the hostage release agreement with Hamas. Ibrahim Sultan Zamir was 16 at the time that he shot Yaakov Moses and Moshe Haas at Point Blank Range on April 18, 2023, as they were driving in East Jerusalem neighborhood of Sheikh Jarrah. Both men suffered serious injuries and underwent emergency surgery. In a letter sent on their behalf by the Khanenu Legal Aid Organization to the offices of the Prime Minister and Defense Minister, it said that the presence of Zamir on the list of potential prisoners to be released was causing them emotional distress, which was making their physical recovery that much more difficult. While hostages did indeed make it out of captivity, there were and continue to be a number of ongoing issues, including the hours-long delay on Matzah Shabbos, November 25th, which saw the delay of the release of 13 Israeli hostages held by Hamas. Eight children, four mothers, and a young woman finally returned to Israel after the terror group delayed their release for hours, claiming that Israel was not living up to certain obligations under the deal, namely the entry of aid trucks into Gaza. Israel flatly denied the claim and even provided footage of 200 trucks entering the Strip on Shabbos, November 25th, as required by the deal. They also announced that at least 50 of those trucks had already reached northern Gaza, a claim confirmed by the Palestinian Red Crescent. Supposedly Hamas's behavior, quote, embarrassed Qatari and Egyptian mediators, which ramped up pressure on Hamas to uphold their end of the deal, and eventually Hamas relented. Additionally, Hamas violated the terms of the, of the, of the agreement after 13-year-old Hila Rotem Shoshani, one of the hostages released on Matzah Shabbos, was freed without her mother, Raya Rotem. Hamas claimed it did not know where Raya was, however Hila told family members she had only been separated from her mother two days prior to, their re to, her, to her release. Under the agreement, Hamas had committed to not separating mothers from their children. The next issue with the deal came on Sunday evening, November, November 26th, when the third group of Israeli and foreign hostages was released from Hamas captivity. Nine children, two mothers, two more women, and one man were included in the release. And although the Red Cross said an initial medical examination indicated that they were all in good condition, one of the elderly Israeli hostages was taken straight to Soroka Medical Center in Be'er Sheva via helicopter where she remains in critical condition. 
Professor Mati Klein, the head of the trauma unit at Soroka, said Elma Avraham, who's 84 years old, remains unstable and fighting for her life after she was released from captivity in serious condition. She had a pre-existing condition which was fully neglected by the Hamas terrorists and the Red Cross, causing her to require immediate sedation and, and intubation upon arrival in Israel. Israel is furious at the lack of cure of the hostages and demanded that Hamas allow Red Cross representatives visit the remaining hostages in captivity. Now, as the final exchange of the truce is set to take place on Monday, November 27th, Israel announced that it had received the names of the fourth and final group of Israelis to be released, but that it was holding, quote, discussions and evaluating the names, indicating that there were problems with the scheduled release. Although no official reason for the discussions have been given, Reports indicate that the problem with the list is related to the issue of children being separated from their mothers in the releases. Furthermore, contrary to the truce agreement, which stated that Hamas will release all, all children who are in captivity with their mothers together, no mothers were posted on the hostage release list for Monday, November 27th. Also, Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu toured Kibbutz Kfar Aza with Elon Musk on, on Monday, November 27th, where Musk was shown firsthand the actions and brutality of the Hamas terrorist organization during the October 7th massacres. As the truth of the truce between Israel and Hamas enters its fourth and final day, there are talks for an extension. On Sunday night, November 26th, Hamas said in a statement that it, quote, seeks to extend the truce beyond its four days with the aim of, quote, increasing the number of prisoners released as provided for in the agreement. As of Monday, November 27th, 183 hostages are believed to remain held by Hamas and other terror groups in Gaza, including 18 children, 8 girls, and 10 boys, and 43 women. Number 2 The USS Mason, a U.S. Navy vessel assigned to the Eastern Mediterranean, responded to a distress call on Sunday, November 26th from an Israeli-linked Liberian flag tanker off the coast of Yemen carrying a cargo of phosphoric acid in the Gulf of Aden. At 6 a.m., the tanker issued a distress call stating it was under attack by suspected pirates. Five armed gun gunmen seized the tanker after boarding from a skiff by pulling up alongside the tanker as the crew locked themselves in the ship's citadel, the designated pre-planned area where all crew are meant to go in such an event. It is designed and constructed to resist the determined pirate trying to gain entry for a significant period of time, affording the crew much needed protection while they await the arrival of the authorities. The gunmen tried to beat down the door to the safe room before exiting the ship and making their way back to the shores of Yemen. U.S. Navy personnel pursued the subjects, firing warning shots as a U.S. helicopter gunship flew overhead. A Japanese destroyer assisted the USS Mason with the interdiction. The subjects were arrested and are now being questioned by the U.S. military under counter-piracy authorities. But what seemed like a more significant escalation, two senior U.S. officials confirmed that Iranian-backed Houthi fighters from Yemen fired two ballistic missiles at the USS Mason following the arrest. The USS Mason tracked the ballistic missiles as they approached, but both missiles fell short, splashing in the Gulf of Aden. While no group immediately claimed responsibility for the attack on the tanker and the firing of the missiles, it comes as at least two other maritime attacks in recent days have been linked to the Israel-Hamas war. The tanker is now safe, and all of the crew and cargo remain unharmed and unhindered. Number 3 Google Maps is one of the most popular and widely used navigation apps in the world. 
the tech giant recently announced that it is giving it a massive AI upgrade with five new massive features. The first is what the company is calling, quote, immersive view, which lets a user see their route from the street level in 3D. This means that the user can get a realistic and detailed view of their surroundings, landmarks, and directions before they even start their trip. It also allows the user to explore different places and see how they look in real time, a feature that is especially useful for unfamiliar or complex areas where a user might otherwise get lost or confused. The second feature is a full Google Maps search, which uses AI technology to help find relevant locations based on the user's preferences. For example, if a user is looking for a restaurant, Google Maps will show options that match the user's taste, budget, and availability. It also uses user-submitted photos and reviews to give the user a better idea of what to expect. Google Maps navigation is also getting an AI boost with improved lane guidance and traffic information. The user will be able to, to see which lane they need to be in to avoid missing an exit or turn, and what the lanes will look like ahead of time. The user will also get real-time updates on road conditions, accidents, and congestion so they can plan their route accordingly. Google Maps will also suggest alternative routes if there are faster or easier ways to reach a destination. The fourth upgrade is the addition of more robust information on EV charging stations, which will show a user where the nearest charging stations are, what type of charger they have, how fast they can charge their batteries, and when they were last used. The user will also be able to see if the charging station is available or occupied, so they don't waste time or energy while looking for a charging station. The fifth feature upgrade is the overhaul of its quote, search with the live view feature, which is being renamed to Lens in Maps. This feature uses AI technology to recognize and label the object and places in a user's camera view, such as ATMs, transit stations, restaurants, coffee shops, and stores. The user can also ask the AI to tell them more about these places and how they get there. We'll also give the user the best answers depending on what they want to know and where they are. It uses the AI technology to overlay the information and directions on the camera view using augmented reality. Google Maps is undoubtedly one of the most useful and innovative apps out there, and its new AI features will make it even more so. However, there is also a downside to using Google Maps, and that is the amount of personal data that Google collects from using it. Google uses this data to improve its services, but also to target ads and influence behavior. There are no free lunches from Big Tech, and Google Maps is no exception. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 3 segment live on Hako Radio, and have a great day.